You're listening to Marketing and Mocktails with Manal Sampat, a previously recorded Facebook Live episode inside the group Marketing and Mocktails with Manal, where dental professionals discuss, share, and learn about dental marketing. Manal Sampat is an entrepreneur, speaker, healthcare provider, and enthusiastic shoe lover. She's been featured in the Huffington Post, Dentistry IQ, Forbes, the Guinness Book of World Records, and more. Join her as she discusses marketing, team, business growth with other industry experts. And if you'd like to receive 10 ways to improve your marketing today, simply text the word resources to 38470. Hello, welcome to another episode of Marketing and Mocktails with Manal. Today's episode is extra special because I know it's been a while since we have chatted. And I always want to make sure that I come on and do live Q&As with you guys so that it's more than just having guests and just chatting about different things. So for today's chat, if you're watching, first of all, tell me who you are and where you're watching from. I would love, love, love to see who you are and where you're watching from. And then there are three topics that I really want us to chat about today. The first topic is, hey, Josh, how are you? Hello, welcome. Josh is from Minneapolis, guys. Hi, Craig, how are you? Welcome, hope you're doing well. So, you know, there are three topics that I wanna talk about today. The first topic, which has been a happening topic inside uh, my Facebook group with the same name as the show called Marketing and Mocktails with Manal, and it's about different generations. So right now, we have four different generations working together, right? I mean, we have, we have the boomers, we have the Gen X, the Gen Y, and we also have the Gen Z. Now, all of these generations are very different, or at least that's what we think they are. They're very different on what they're doing. Hey, Ikram, hi, thanks for joining in from Houston, hello. Um, and if you guys think that their generations are different, what do you think is the biggest difference between the boomers and the millennials? Because those are the two generations I want us to focus on today. You know, when we have, hey Rhonda, welcome. When we have all these generations working together, you know, there is obviously going to be a whole lot of communication confusion, right? Or at least, again, at least that's what we think. Hi, Trish, thank you so much, hello. Um, and to do that, I wanna give you, I wanna start with a little story. And this story is about Meredith. Meredith is somebody who is fantastic at Facebook ads, social media ads, right? And with Meredith, you know, every time she's, she's had a little bit of a time, uh, time off from working together and she's putting a, re a fantastic resume to together. She has had wonderful results on, the, on her Facebook ads. So she keeps trying to get a job. You know, she starts sending her resume to all these people. She keeps seeing these jobs come online for virtual assistants, for digital media ads, for Facebook ads specifically. And she keeps seeing these job postings and she keeps sending her resume. She's clearly qualified for her resume. She's clearly qualified for the job that people want her to do. And yet again, she gets another rejection letter. Every time she applies for a job, she keeps getting these letters coming through her and saying, sorry, we have filled this position with somebody else. Because you see, Meredith had one roadblock that was really big. Even though she was fantastic at her work, she had fantastic, you know, amazing experiences. She has um, really helped companies build and convert their potential customers into clients. The one big roadblock that she had, if anybody can guess what her roadblock was, Please, uh, please type in the comments. Hi, Grace. Hi, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Susan. Can anybody guess what that one roadblock was for Meredith? 
that pushed her away from getting all those jobs and she kept getting these rejection letters. Her one roadblock was that she was a baby boomer or she is a baby boomer, a baby boomer who kept applying to do Facebook ads. In fact, her resume had ended up on my desk. A couple of years back, I was looking to add somebody to my team who would help out with Facebook ads, social media ads and things like that. And I had a few resumes come in and you know, after the resumes, I chat with people on the phone and Meredith was one of the top three people on my list. She was experienced, she knew exactly um, you know how to do the Facebook ads. She was, she was able to objectively look and see the language, the content, the messaging on those Facebook ads. But just like everybody else that she had applied to, I also had a prejudgment, and I did not offer her the job the right away because I thought, well, this is fantastic. She's doing all these things, but she's a boomer. You know, does she actually know Facebook? Is she going to be comfortable doing Facebook? Am I going to have to spend all this time training her? Bottom line, I prejudged her just because she was a baby boomer. Hey, Robin. Uh, I prejudged her just because she was a baby boomer. And funnily enough, I actually hired somebody uh, who was a millennial into, 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 my, into my company and she was not very good. So I ended up going back to Meredith and hiring her and she is just fantastic. She has done incredible work for my company. She has done incredible work for my clients when it comes to Facebook ads, because that's not a service that I provide. So here's something that I want you to think about. Everybody who's watching, I know a lot of you are watching right now, and I, I believe everybody who's watching right now, you're all from different generations and you're all from different um, places and cities in America. If you go into a workplace, are you also prejudging? Are you also instead of looking at a person's experience and their abilities, are you also prejudging? You know, as a millennial, I can say that I get judged all the time. Um, how many of you are millennials and you get judged all the time? Oh, you are, uh, you know, you want instant gratification. You're attached to your phone. You're a millennial. You don't understand patience. You know, all these things, uh, millennials, the me, me, me generation, right? The funny part is the boomers were actually called the me generation. There's a whole article uh, in a New York magazine written in 1973 that described the same things that the millennials are described as to boomers. Self-serving, selfish, uh, instant gratification, all those things are actually written about the boomers in 1973. So when we look at everything that's happened, right, when we look at all the different generations, why is it that this is such a big talk? Because of one simple thing and that's technology. Technology has changed the way we communicate. Technology has changed the way we do things, accomplish tasks. Technology has changed the way we react uh, to our customers. You know, we live in a world of uh, consumer-based reviews. People now have the power to make or break your business. People can go online and write about your business. People can be on social media and now you have to, out of a sudden, you know, just being from a professional, you have to now somehow, you have all these social media experts coming up and telling you, you need to share about your personal life. If you're traveling, you need to share a photo. If you're doing this, uh, you know, if you're celebrating a team event, you have to put a picture up on social media. Our culture, the way we do things, the way we communicate, the way we connect has changed. But I argue, but here's my argument. Hi, Carlos, here's my argument. My argument is that us as millennials and the boomers, we actually have 
more similarities than differences. We, in fact, if we were to take the wisdom, the experience of the boomers, because trust me, the millennials who are watching right now, you can't Google wisdom. I have tried, it doesn't work. You can't Google experience. Sure, you can go online onto YouTube and figure out how to you know, change your car radio or you can get all the steps to everything in the world. I get it, yes. You know, Google is our go-to for everything. Google pretty much has answers to everything. That's what we go through. But we do not and we cannot Google experience and wisdom. That's something that comes from doing things. That's something that comes from uh, you know, falling down and getting up, working with different people, gathering intel, figuring out what is the best way of accomplishing a task. So if we were to combine the boomers' wisdom and experience with a millennial's obsessiveness with technology, imagine the power of that. Imagine how brilliant everything that you are doing will become because instead of you looking at each other and saying, hey, you're a boomer, you're a millennial, so I'm going to prejudge you. I'm going to automatically put you in this little box without getting to know you, without actually looking at your experiences, without actually looking at how good you are at things that you do. If you're going to put people in a box, you're never going to be able to work as a team. Here's, here's a fact. The largest generation in the US workforce are the millennials. Let me repeat that. The largest generation in the US workforce are the millennials. The millennials are projected to put in $1.5 trillion in the US economy by next year. This is from the Pew Research, okay? Do you know why that is? I'm a millennial, I'm in my early 30s, and what's going on right now is with my generation, we are finally, finally, out of you know graduating through the recession time in 2008 is when most of us graduated from you know 2006 to 2010 we graduated during the recession i graduated in 2008 at the height of recession and yes we view jobs differently uh, you know we we when we came out of work or when we came out of college sorry looking for work we saw people losing their jobs we realized that we have to become entrepreneurs if we want to be in control of our money, of our lifestyle, to gather experiences. We want to gather experiences, we want to travel. In fact, the millennials are known as the entrepreneur generation. We have the most amount of generation in the millennials. And that's okay, but here's the cool thing. Because right now, they are the largest generation in, in the US workforce, that means that they're putting that kind of money into the US economy. They're making decisions, they are using technology and, and, and just instead of, you know, Trish, I know you're watching. Thank you so much for commenting. You know, Trish, I was on a live show yesterday and Trish said something about the difference between walking and running to your goals. And technology has allowed so many of those millennials to run to their goals. The reason they're entrepreneurs and they have all these companies and they wanna travel the world is because of that. So let's say you have that. The millennials, the largest generation the US workforce. Do you know who the largest generation is, the largest growing, growing generation on Facebook is? That's right, is the boomers. Facebook has the most amount of boomers joining every single day. They had a growth rate over 10% of boomers, over seniors, over 65, joining Facebook. That's the only way they keep in touch, I guess, with their family and their grandkids, right? So they're all joining Facebook. 
So it's all switched up, isn't it? It's all switched up on how, while the millennials are pulling away from some of the social media platforms and are trying to experience life, the boomers are getting onto the social media platforms. Recently, I was at a conference in, um, you know, and I, I spoke about this topic, in fact, generational marketing, I spoke about this topic last week in Ohio, but just over the weekend, just over the weekend, I was at a conference and I was one of the three millennials in this conference. It's a very well-known conference. It's actually called SCN Speaking Consulting Network. If you if you heard of it, it's a fantastic conference. And in the Speaking Consulting Network, there were three millennials. I was one of them. They took it. They actually had a speaker who came up and asked, "How many of your boomers, millennials, the whole the whole shebang?" I was one of three millennials. And I decided to do a little experiment and I stayed off, right? So I actually did not go ahead and start posting stuff on social media. I did not start taking pictures and doing it. But you know what the funny part was? There were about, I don't know, 100 some people. Three of them are millennials. The rest, were, the rest majority of them were the boomers. Over 70% were the boomers. There was constant social media. They were constantly sharing. They were constantly adding things on Facebook and learning how to do an Instagram story and doing boomerangs and jumping and doing live videos. It's funny that social media is now for the boomers. It's funny that social media is now uh, for a generation that did not grow up with social media. How funny is that? While I stayed off as a millennial, the boomers did not disappoint. They kept sharing, sharing and sharing. That's how incredibly things, how things have changed. So I want you, to go into work and instead of putting a box around somebody because of their age, because of whatever generation they belong to, I want you to step back. And I don't want you to make the same mistake that I did with Meredith, just assuming that, you know, what does she know about Facebook ads being a boomer, right? What is, does she even understand the platform? Don't do that. Instead, step back and say, okay, well, I have this employee working with me or I have this team member working with me and these are their strengths. This is what they are good at. This is what um, you know they can do. For example, if I just got off the phone with somebody and I were talking about videos and I told her that it, you know I can make a video in 15 minutes and I'm good, I am, I'm good. And she's like, oh man, that'll just, it'll just take me 15 minutes to figure out how to put things up. Okay, so if you're trying to make videos in your practice, ask the people in your practice and say, who is comfortable in here doing videos or making videos? Perhaps you have somebody in your marketing, you're doing something in the community, right? Ask in your team and say, who has, first of all, connections in the community, well-known in the community, maybe they are local, maybe they have connections to the school, maybe they have connections to the, um, you know, the local gym, whatever it is. Who is that person uh, who's well-known in the community or has connections? And secondly, what are their talents? You may have a boomer who may not be comfortable with digital media or social media, but, but they could, and they very well may be somebody who bakes a beautiful basket. They have the patience in them that they take the time out to do a handwritten card. You know, they make a beautiful basket as a raffle to give away. All your team members have a strength. They all do. There are certain things that they love to do. There are certain things that they are better at, that they are good at. All you have to do is provide them the opportunity to show those things off. Give them a seat at the table. Allow them to share what they, what they can provide to your practice and ask them. I ask my team members all the time and I say, hey, 
What do you like doing? You know, what is something that makes you happy? What is your passion? And they will tell me, you know, I love doing X, Y, and Z, and I hate A, B, C. Great, you don't have to do A, B, C then. Do X, Y, and Z. Go at it, flourish, go ahead, take it, make it happen, run with it. So that's the first topic I wanna to talk to you about. Hi, hello, Brooke, hi, Jennifer, sorry, I was, hi, Alex, hi, Lenny, hi, Susan. Thanks, guys, for joining. Thank you so much for coming online. Please make sure that you're commenting and asking questions. What do you think? Do you think that we can have the boomers and the millennials working together? And you know how I was just sharing that perhaps you want to focus on their strengths and not their differences to have a very positive, effective, and growing uh, practice or business. Do you agree with that? What are your thoughts? Please comment, 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 because I'll be going through all those comments. And if you have marketing questions coming in right now, send those over my way as well, because I know I see some marketing questions coming in. I will make sure that I answer all of them. So that's the first topic. And then a part of that that I wanted to mention is technology is scary. Technology is changing so quickly. Technology is growing very quickly. It's, it's, technology is moving so fast that it's not allowing people to catch up with it. You know, we all know this will be, we'll be on social media one day, we come back in a week and everything has changed. Facebook photos are now in a circle and you can bold things and you can idolize things and you can link things inside a group. LinkedIn has this new reactions. You know, Google business page allows you to do all these new things. Yes, technology is moving quick, 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 quick. Platforms are moving quick, 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 quick. You know, you have your cell phone and even on your iPhone, I learn to do something new every day on it. There are so many things that you can do with your phones, it's incredible. But so if technology is scary, here's my advice. Take technology, remove technology as a solution. Don't say solution equals technology. Don't say that I need to have technology to communicate with my patients. I need to, absolutely need to have technology to do X, Y, and Z. No, instead, instead, change your mindset and look at technology as a tool. Not a solution, but as a tool. So if you wanna communicate with people, use the technology as a tool. You don't have to use the tool, but you can use the tool if your target market is using the tool. So again, switch it out and see what your target, who your target market is, and how you can utilize technology to connect with them. And sometimes you don't need it. So this brings me to my second topic while we are talking about technology. Recently, I've been getting a lot of calls and you know, discovery calls from a lot of people in the industry, dentists and consultants, coaches and speakers in the industry coming up and saying, oh my God, do I need to be on Instagram? Do I need to be here? Do I need to be on LinkedIn? Do I have to be on Twitter? Do I, do I need to be on Snapchat? My answer to this question has always been the same and I wanted to go over it one more time because I think it's super important. You don't have to be on every single social media platform. Hello, Morgan, hi, Jen. Um, you don't have to be on every single social media platform. You don't. The only platforms, if this is from a business perspective, not a personal. So from a business perspective, the only social media platforms that you need to be on is where your target market is. So for example, if you are a cosmetic heavy dental practice, I would actually recommend that you get on Pinterest because that's where all the brides are. They're pinning away you know, their wedding and you wanna talk about doing free whitening or you wanna have the whole bridal party come and do whitening, you wanna create some newlyweds promotion, whatever it is you wanna do, get on Pinterest. If you're, if you're trying to attract a lot of you know, college kids or younger um, 
you know, newlyweds, right? Also in their early 30s, but late, like 20s, you know, I would say anywhere between 18 to early 30s. Yeah, get on Instagram. If that's not your target market, however, and your target market is somebody who is 35 and above and is constantly, you know, somebody who is online on social media, like Facebook, get on Facebook. You do not have to use all social media platforms. You do not. You want to use the platforms that are in front of your target audience. One. Number two, let's say you're on a social media platform. Leverage it. Absolutely leverage your social media platform. You know, gone are the days of saying what a Facebook does and what is Twitter. Everybody at this point in time, everybody knows what social media is, all right? They all know the platforms, they know what social media is. But what they don't perhaps know is how to leverage them. Social media is not just about wearing a tutu and putting a front fo you know, fun photo on. Social media is not just about going into Canva and creating a great graphic and putting that on and calling it branding and visual storytelling. That's just a very small part of social media. The real power of social media is connection. Facebook has over a billion daily active users. In fact, I get via Facebook at least one person reaching out to me on Facebook Messenger to schedule a consult with me. Every single week it happens. They find me on Facebook and they directly, they directly go ahead and message me on Facebook. So don't just utilize Facebook or Instagram or any of the social media places. Hi, Suraj. Hi, Vicky. Don't just utilize them as, let me just share a cool photo or a cool video. That's not social media. Go beyond that. Figure out how do I go into, how do I go into groups? How do I connect with people? How do I look at people's statuses and how do I comment back? What are the local groups in my area? And out of the local groups, who is, has my target clients? If you have schools, how do I connect with them? How do I share their information? How do I do a live video on social media like this, answer live Q&A, and then retarget people who actually interacted with my live video? Social media needs to have a strategy. It absolutely needs to have a strategy. Otherwise, you're posting to post. And that does not help the logarithm for social media because social media thrives on engagement. It does not help you as a business owner regardless of if you own a dental practice or if you own a you know a consulting business or a coaching business anything like that or your e-commerce store social media is not just about sharing photos and videos is how do you utilize photos and videos what's your call to action how can people directly connect with you how are they messaging you how are you 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 using social media to be present to do live Q&A's to uh, Make sure that you are encouraging community relationships on social media. There has to be a strategy. And that's when social media converts. It does not convert by just putting photos and videos. So get away from that. Get away from saying, I'm just going to put photos and videos on social media. Instead, come up with a strategy and say, what can I do? How can I let people know how awesome I am? People are writing reviews for you, right? People are going on and talking about you on Facebook. How are other businesses tagging you? Are they tagging you? What can you do so they tag you? What can you do to cross promote each other? You know, on Instagram, there's something called a story takeover. And what that means is you can give access to another, um, another profile page on Instagram and they can take over the stories. 
Imagine that. What if you were to do a community event and have another very popular or even a social media Instagram page take over your stories and now they're sharing everything from your stories on the Instagram and they're using stickers and they're tagging you. Again, social media is very, very powerful for you to get new patients, to get new clients, to get new customers if you have a strategy. Use it to convert not just to brand awareness. Brand awareness is great, yes, fantastic. But brand awareness is not going to bring the dollars conversion for you. You can absolutely, 100% use social media for conversions by having a social media strategy. And that's the truth. So again, you know, that's the number two part. The first part was you don't have to use all social media platforms. The number two part is have a strategy for social media. How do you connect with other local pages? How do you connect with groups? What kind of videos are you doing? How do you retarget the people who are watching the videos? Are you engaging with people? Are you commenting on people's posts? What are you doing to show that you are present, available, and you are the go-to person for whatever it is in your industry? Is it dentistry? marketing for me, for example, what is it that you are doing that's going to have people directly come to you? Hi, Victoria. Oh, Vicky, thanks so much. I'm glad you're learning so much. That's the second part of social media. The third part of social media, and this is a, you know, and this is the honest truth. This is the authentic, authentic, honest truth about social media is it is changing the way that we communicate, right? So for example, I communicate with my entire team on social media. I have a Facebook group with my team. I have Facebook Messenger. Like I said, I get client requests from Facebook Messenger all the time. I also communicate with my clients. With I network via Facebook Messenger. I do all of that. Okay, I get it. I don't do that on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn is every time I go into LinkedIn, there is a spam. So this part is important because just because you're on social media and you're using social media does not mean you should be spamming people. I'm sure that you have been somebody who has received messages on any of this platform, social media, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, any of these, Facebook, whatever, and you have all these random companies directly messaging you and saying, hey, I have this product, it'll be great, and let's, take, let's, you know, let's schedule a chat. Who are you? What are you doing? You're spamming my business right now, or spamming my time right now. You know what happens when that things, things like those happen with me? Yeah, it call, it's called reporting and saying spam, spam, spam. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna hear from you. So if you are doing something like that, don't do it. Nobody wants to be doing salesy stuff. Nobody wants to be spam. Nobody wants to do that. Instead, again, use social media to build relationships actually network with people, actually connect with them, become, you know, become Facebook friends. And not because of some selfish, I wanna grow my business, so I'm gonna become a, a Facebook friend with you, no. But in a networking way, right? Do that, get to know them, get to know their products, get to know their business, get to know their service, connect with them. And then share, and then share about your products and services and marketing. The best, and I say this all the time, the best kind of marketing does not look like marketing. The best kind of sales do not look like sales, and they should not be. So don't use social media to spam people and to send this you know, ch automatic chatbot sending messages. And no, people are smart. People are learning that these things are ads. People are learning that this is not a legitimate way of doing business. Your business thrives on connection. There's a reason that word of mouth continues to be a top referral source 
for any business. There is a reason for that. There's a reason we go onto Amazon and look at reviews. There's a reason we go onto Google and Facebook and look at reviews before we make a decision of working with somebody. There's a reason we look at references. We ask for references. That is all still there. Word of mouth is powerful. So instead of spamming people, um, you know, and putting it in front of them, no, change that. Start connecting with people. Start trying to say, hey, how can I be of help? How can I be of service? And try to do that. Offer the services, do a live video, get on there, give free tips, give free strategies, do a Q&A live, get followers, have people come to you for questions, be approachable and change from, you know, in your face sales and advertising, change your messaging, change how you're speaking, change all of that. If, you know, storytelling is fantastic. And Paul Homily, uh, a brilliant, brilliant man in our industry, who is also my speaker coach, he has a concept called story selling, which he has trademarked, story selling. And it's brilliant and that's all about that. How do you use stories? How do you use, um, how do you share, right? And at the same time, convert people, connect with people and then convert into clients and customers and patients. How do you do that? That's the whole thing with case acceptance. Case acceptance is not about just giving them information right there and say, hey, this is, your, this is how much you're gonna owe us, no. Case acceptance is saying, hey, you have an implant case. I see that I had uh, one of my clients recently shared a story with me. Robin, if you're watching, she shared a story with me about she got an implant lead and immediately, you know, the, this person on the phone started talking about a granddaughter's wedding and uh, this client of mine said, oh my God, yes, that's why you want this beautiful smile because of the wedding. I get it. You want it by September. Here's what we can do with your schedule. She found similarities. In a world of differentiation, in a world where everybody's telling you to be different, in a world where everybody's telling you to be you know, so find what makes you different and talk about it. No, I tell you to find similarities. I'm telling you to go ahead and start connecting and finding the common ground and see how that growth happens. So I'm sorry that was on a tangent, but uh, I had a couple of phone calls today with potential uh, team members and employees, and some of them didn't even look me up. They had no idea how my website even looked or what I do, and they just sent me their resumes and got on the phone with me. And I'm like, come on. Why are you doing that? Shouldn't you have looked some things up and understood what my business is about if you want to work <laughs> with me and with my team? So yes, absolutely, connection is a huge part of social media. You know, that's the, those are the two things that I want to talk to you about today. Number one, like I said, the generational thing. Number two, the social media thing. And once again, social media is not just about sharing photos and videos. It's so much more. You need to have a strategy. You need to connect. You need to be able to convert directly through social media and that's when it actually works. Now, hi Nathan, hi Jennifer, hi. Um, I know I got a few marketing questions, but please send me your marketing questions on everything that you wanna, you wanna discuss here as well. All right, oh, so I have a question coming in and they are saying, hey John, um, the question's coming that how do I get somebody on board to help me with my marketing? Oh, you can totally do that. You know, you can have somebody be trained. You can definitely have somebody be coached on how to do, handle your marketing and that's okay. You can hire somebody who's a marketing major and has some experience with it. What I would suggest is to look inside, look at your team and say who in our team has the passion, who in our team has the grit to do the marketing for us. If you don't have somebody inside your team, no worries, you can hire somebody and that's okay too. But the most important part for getting any of this marketing done is that first of all, they need to have enough time. They need to be able to give enough time to marketing so that it's not something that's 
a job that's just pushed back. And that's what happens with a lot of practices and a lot of businesses. They want to do all this marketing, but the same person who's doing their front desk and their, or their assisting or their hygiene has somehow gotten this marketing job, but they have zero time to fulfill it. So I want you to make sure that you have enough marketing time available for your marketing ambassador inside your practice so they can do that. The second thing is they also need to be able to go to workshops, conferences, invest, work with a coach consultant. I train team members for marketing. In fact, I was a marketing director for a dental office for a decade. So I totally get it. I know how it works and I train team members to do that too. But even if it's not me, you need to make sure that this team member is has the knowledge and has the tools and the resources available to them so they can continue to grow. Because like we mentioned already, technology changes very quickly and creativity is super important. So you can definitely hire it. And right now is a great time because college just went out, right? So people just graduated. So a lot of people are coming out looking for jobs with marketing majors, or you may have uh, some people who are still in college and it's summertime and you know, they are looking for a summer internship and they're marketing majors, sure, have them come to your practice, have them come to your business and allow them to experiment and to grow with you. So that's absolutely something that you can do. All right, so another question that I received here was about live videos. Okay, so yes, live videos are super, super important and something that is a content piece which is becoming more and more popular. You know, I was just reading some stats earlier on and most of the stats coming in are saying that videos are going to be 80% of the content online by 2020. So videos are going to be 80% of the content online by 2020. So videos are definitely happening. Um, what I would suggest for a few things with live videos like I did today, uh, announce when you're going to be live, let them know what the live video is about, okay? The one thing that I'm missing here uh, with my doing this video, and I'm going to experiment with this next time, is if you're doing a live video, it's hard for you to get the captions on the live videos because you're interacting right away. There are um, different kind of apps available which will allow you, but I'm assuming uh, they're not always going to translate correctly what you're saying. That, you know, it's just something that happens. So with a live video, it's a little bit difficult, but if you have recorded video, uh, my recommendation is to make sure that you have captions. My recommendation is to make sure that there are people who are able to see it because most people don't listen to a, to a video, they actually read the captions. So if you're doing a video, if you're sharing a video, include captions in your video so that people can read it and come along in case they can't listen to you speak. Uh, something about live videos going back is you wanna have to do, you, live videos you want to do at least for 20 minutes. Hey Charlotte, hi Jamie, hey Bob. Live videos you want to do at least for 20 minutes. The reason you want to do them for 20 minutes is because it takes enough time for people to come online and to see that you are live, right? So people need to see that you are live because you're on people's newsfeed and you kind of go very, very quickly. Hey, Lisa, you kind of go very, very quickly on people's newsfeed when you're doing live. So I want you to go ahead and schedule some time out and do some live videos and do shout outs like what I'm doing. Uh, in, in, at, at least for 20 minutes is a great way for you to start doing live videos. And live videos are scary. I get it. You don't just, it's not easy for your people to just get on and do a live video. There are ways that, and I've talk, talked about this in my group, Marketing and Mocktails with Manal. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, please do, because we share a lot of cool stuff in there. But if you uh, want to practice doing a live video, if you go to your personal profile, um, you know, when you share a post, you have the option to share it with public, with friends, all that good stuff. You can actually choose only me. 
And when you do only me, it's only you. So you can go ahead and practice some live videos. You can also create a Facebook group. And in the Facebook group, you can go ahead and, you know, it's a Facebook group, so you can make it private. And this way you can go on. So you only need two people to be in a Facebook group. So you can invite a team member or, or a family friend or family, whoever you want, um, into that group that you're comfortable sharing with. And you can practice your live videos inside the group as well. So there are different ways for you to practice live videos, but that is something that you should get comfortable with. Uh, something that you are able to connect with and look at it this way. This is the same thing as you Being at a party and communicating with people right like right now. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Lisa, Bob, Andy All these people are here and we are all talking and sharing. I have comments coming in here So, you know, you can totally do that and let me just go through some of these comments while we have this time Trish Oh, Trish, you're so sweet. You're absolutely incredible. Love your compass behind you. Thank you so much I love my compass too. Thank you uh, we have some more stuff coming here. We must adapt as boomers and as millennials, you will too. Stay updated. Yes, absolutely. Millennials and boomers can definitely, definitely work work together. Thank you. Thanks for all the way boomers. Many of us have stayed current. Yes, you have. Uh, I love millennials. My son is 23 and I love their energy and they demand life to be better. I'm enjoying the ride with them. Thanks, Jennifer. Yes, absolutely. Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Hey. Hey, Suraj. Hey, Vicky. Oh, hi, Vicky. Hello. Victoria says, I'm learning so much from you. Oh, I'm so glad. Please make sure. And this show, uh, this show is, you know, now turned into a podcast. So we are going to have this as a podcast available to you as well. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be email. We are repurposing content. That's something we'll, we'll, we'll save the repurposing, how to repurpose one piece of content into so many different platforms for my next uh, Q&A live because that is very detailed and fantastic. But this live video right here is going to be repurposed six times, six times on different platforms. We are thrilled about it. So that is something I will definitely share with you as well in, an, in one of the upcoming Q&A just with me for marketing and mocktails. Uh, thanks, this makes sense. I believe you're talking about having a strategy. Uh, I, I have another comment. I agree, I get spammed on LinkedIn and Instagram, yes. Stop spamming, just stop it, nobody likes it. It's not important, people are not going to convert when you start spamming, just just stop. <laughs> Thank you all for watching and if you have any questions, make sure you put them in the comments and I will go through all the comments and reply. Thank you for your time tonight, have a good night, bye-bye.